we just look for some people that, that are willing and coachable and want to have fun and that are going to work hard. We don't want this to be the hardest thing in the world for our students. Yeah. You know, we, we have other competitions that are really rigorous. This is really meant to be fun. Whether it's barbecue or working in a restaurant or, you know, being a front of the house manager, back of the house manager. I just want to see them get that opportunity because I think it's a wonderful career. We want to be one of the best in the nation. We want people to go, hey man, have you heard of Ben Barber Innovation Academy? You are listening to Fort Worth Food Stories, brought to you by the Culinary School of Fort Worth. All right, welcome to Fort Worth Food Stories. I'm your host, James Creech. Uh, I'm joined today by David Roberson, chef instructor and team coach at Ben Barber Innovation Academy. Thank you so much for joining me today, David. Oh, thank you for having me, James. This is, this is going to be pretty cool. Yeah, so <laughs> I... I I think you had thought we were maybe going to talk about Pro Start. I was thinking maybe we were going to talk about barbecue. I think it's just setting up that we're going to need to do two podcasts. Okay, um, so that's great. We'll, we'll do one today, and then I'll come back some other time. But my first question for you, is barbecue a sport? Barbecue is a real sport in okay. Texas. So, And uh, we're hoping that one day it'll be nationwide sport for, for kids. Uh, we, we really wanted to become a CTO, which is you know a certified technical program with CTE, with our career tech education and be a part of our culinary program that incorporates agriculture students, welding students, culinary students, and basically any student in high school that wants to join a barbecue team. Yeah, so I asked this kind of joking uh, because it is a big debate right now. Right. Uh, the UIL is looking at getting it into its collegiate sports yes, and they people are. getting um, all these uh, scholarships and stuff to go barbecue. Yes. So you're you're on the side of it is a sport. What What is it that makes it you know kind of such an intricate thing and such a niche I think to, to be a sport. Well, I think the number one is just the team aspect because it's mostly five kids that are out there doing it and they have to work together as a team. So that in itself makes it a sport. And then the competitive nature of people cooking, Yeah, you know, just my food's better than yours or I can cook a brisket better than you or I can cook ribs better than you. So that will make it a sport in, uh, People are competitive. I mean, it's a it's a sport on with the adults that's coming into the high school arena, which is in possibly collegiate arena. So that's a pretty good ordeal. Yeah, know? and it seems like it's almost always been a sport, even when you just go to someone's cookout and they're oh, you know yeah. arguing who's got the better ribs, who's <laughs> going to make the better burger, you know, whatever. Yeah. So it's kind of always been there. Um, how did you personally get involved with the um, – and the names just changed now, so the High School Barbecue Incorporated – and, and how did you uh, go about starting to put together a team here at Ben Barber? Well, uh, I think it was about five years ago when I was actually teaching in Fort Worth ISD. Uh, there's Chef Mike Erickson who was down in Burnett, Texas, and he started Texas High School Barbecue Association. And uh, he invited all the teams. He, he just sent out an email to a bunch of teams, a bunch of schools, and said, hey, would you like to come and barbecue? Nobody really knew anything about it. So... We were interested in doing it, and we went. Uh, we didn't go at Fort Worth. And the next year I moved to Mansfield, and the email came out again. And I asked the teachers here, hey, would you guys like to barbecue? It seems like it will be fun. None of us knew anything about it. We have one teacher at our school who's a real barbecue enthusiast. Uh, he has several smokers. We talked to him, and he's like, let's do it. And so we went, and it was a lot of fun. And so we've been doing it every year since. And to the point that now we're hosting a regional. Last year we hosted a regional here at our school. 
And we had 18 teams, and this year we'll host a regional, and hopefully we'll have 50 teams. So cool. So, yeah, yeah, well, we're going to have to come out as the culinary school forward. We're going to have oh, to yeah, come you out for that. definitely got to be here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when you're a football coach, you're looking at, you know, you might see a, a kid walking in the hallway, and he's 6'3", 250, and you think that, that kid could be on my team. What are you looking for when you're, you're selecting your uh, barbecue students? I, we just look for some people that, that are willing and coachable and want to have fun and that are going to work hard. You know, uh, we learned early on in this barbecue thing that it, it, you know, it's not a that type of kid is going to be successful. We've seen where there were seven different turn-in things, yeah. the barbecue things you turn in, and one girl one year she did all seven and was grand champion. <laughs> so it takes grit. So you look for kids that have grit. You look for kids that'll show up at five a.m. in the morning to do a barbecue practice and yeah. stay till. Six o'clock in the afternoon, uh, evening on a Saturday, so it's it's those kids. You know, if you get you know you get the kids that are complaining and you know, oh man, I'm tired and I don't you know those kids are not going to do well at barbecue yeah. because it is not your normal type of thing. It's a real we're going to be here ten to twelve hours, and so you you need a kid that's tough and uh, got some grit and willing to just do it. So I'm 24 now, and I think about the last, you know, I guess, what, I was 14 when I went into high school. So the last 10 years of my life, there's Mm -hmm. not a single time where I would have been willing to get up at 5 a.m. and and cook until 6 p.m. So, you know, I I just can't fathom that, especially in the high school mindset of of wanting to do that. Um, Does it take a lot of convincing to to get students into that, or are they just No, I mean, once they – I mean, we we sell it, but it's not – we don't have to convince them. We show them what we do. Uh, they see all the trophies. They they want to be a part of something. You know, if you think about it in high school, kids, all, most kids want to be a part of something. Yeah. And if they come into culinary arts, then they we have several different teams. And they may go, well, that team is a higher level team than where my skill set is. So which team could I be on? And we, we tell them, hey – I would start with barbecue or skills or something so that you can get better and you could get into competitions. And so we'll teach you the skill because, honestly, we're all still learning how to barbecue. You know, we're not professionals yet. The guys that are in ag and agriculture, those guys are professional. They've been barbecuing for years. So they know what they're doing. So we're learning how to do this. So, you know, it's just the kids getting up if – if they're eager to get here, man, it's really easy to get them to come back at 5 a.m. And they get to eat everything at the end of the day. That is kind of the truth. So of it's it, right? kind of like, <laughs> you know, I, it, really you find kids that like barbecue. Yeah. They like barbecue, they'll be here. Yeah, and I guess, you know, when I think about it, if I would have got up at 5 a.m. and done an all-day practice for baseball because that was my passion. Right. So you just got to find yeah. kids that have the passion. Yeah, and you find them in – it's sometimes it's hard to get them not to want to come. You're like, I, I mean, we have a kid right now, man. I mean, he would be here every day if we let him. <laughs> you know, he's just like, hey, we haven't practiced today. Hey, can we get, can we practice something? And we're like, we can't practice today. Yeah, calm down. We're good. <laughs> we're good. We're gonna practice next time. You know, but you know, you get those kids and they'll come. Yeah. You know? And and what about the administration here? I mean, you talked about bringing it into this high school um, and and bringing these competitions in. Uh, Was that kind of a no-brainer right away, or uh, did it take some convincing? Well, people in Texas love barbecue. My principal is probably the coolest person ever to work for in the world, man. I've been in the 
she she's from Memphis, so she's she's always known barbecue, and then when we, and all the principals here and everybody just loves barbecue. So when we started smoking, our whole school got behind it, man. When we hosted our regional, I mean, my principal, all four of our principals were there, uh, teachers were there, everybody's on board that likes barbecue because it's Texas. People love barbecue, honestly, man. You, I'm turning people away. I have. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, I've got our police officers are involved now from our district, teachers that have never cooked before, but they love barbecue, and they just want to come out and help. And so we're like, hey, man, come one, come all. Let's just all get together, hang around the smoker, smoke some meat, eat some meat, sell some meat, and have fun. It's, yeah. It's a beautiful thing. And, it really is. you know, I keep bringing up football because it's Texas and that's yeah. the big defining thing. Yeah. But that sounds like a football team. You're getting yes. the whole, you know, everyone involved. And, and I think what do people love in Texas the most? I think it's football and it's barbecue. Yeah. So it's it's really a no-brainer. And, you know, I, I want to talk about these competitions and the way that they work. And it seems like, you know, there's a different category and then there's right. championships awarded in right. each category. So there's briskets, ribs, beans, dessert, and tell me if I'm missing any, uh, welding, which is awesome right. if you're into to building the smokers, um, and then the all-around category. Uh, what what different challenges do each of these bring and, and what did I miss in there? Chicken. Chicken, we, we do okay. Chicken. So we, we do, and those were all the categories and you didn't miss any. And so kind of like... Um, brisket is Texas staple. Yeah, I mean it's the it's the, it's always going to be the tiebreaker if there were two teams tied at the top. Brisket in in Texas is king. <laughs> yeah, because uh, beef beef is king. You know uh, we're we're um, uh, sponsored by Texas Beef Council, one of our top sponsors, Texas Beef Council. Okay, and so man, you know brisket is a hard one to cook uh, because we normally cook it in. 16 hours. Yeah. When we're in competing, what we've learned is you have an eight-hour window, nine-hour window to cook a brisket. So instead of low and slow, it's hot and fast, but you still need flavor and you still need uh, tenderness. You know, and just like any any competition, it's one bite. Yeah. You know, the judges get one bite. You know, it's blind judging. Mm-hmm. You know, it's professional judging that we have going on. You know, ribs, um, three or four hour. It's a four-hour cooking window. You know, ribs are not the hardest thing to cook. You know, um, getting them tender and having them flavorful. Yeah. You know, because, again, you don't have all the time in the world to just let it go. And with the judging, you can't turn it in with a bunch of sauce on it. It's just like any adult barbecue cook-off. There are things that you just can't do. So are you allowed so to make your own rub? or is You it... can make your own rub or you okay. can buy your own rub. Okay. You know, so uh, the last two years we've, we've, we've really worked on trying to make our own rub but what we found is people that really do this for a living like they, they don't make it. rubs they buy <laughs> rubs because you know think about professionalism and some people are professional cooks yeah some people are professional at making flavor combinations and i can say i probably can't cook but i can make a flavor combination yeah. and sell it to you so that works uh chicken's a very hard thing to cook um because if if your kids are not paying attention you know it's hard to get a kid to barbecue because mm-hmm. the firebox, you know, kids walk away. Kids get tired. Kids go to sleep. So if they're not stoking the fire or getting the logs in there, you know, they'll either dry their chicken out or undercook it. So it's all a balance of all those things. And you really have to practice. Yeah. You know, we, we practice a lot. Uh, and we get new kids every year. So you'll have three kids that may come back and, 
and then you'll have two new kids. So you got to get you you know you got to get everyone up to speed and. You know, it, it's fun, but it's it's not easy work. It's fun work, but it's not easy work. Yeah. You know, and that's what we tell the kids. It's fun work, but not easy work. Another you know? check in the box for it being a sport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what do you get, what do you think that you guys excel at, and what are you hoping to improve at going forward? Well, I think number one, we excel at being a team. Uh, that's, that's always been our mantra. Uh, one team, one dream. Uh, it started here in the classroom. It's on my wall. We wear it on our armbands. We put it on our t-shirts. Uh, just being a team, um, no matter what happens, if, if we if we stay together, we're going to be successful because we've learned how to be a team. Uh, I think we're getting better at, at uh, cooking brisket. Um, ribs, I think we do awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Man, I, ribs are really good. Chicken's gotten better. Uh, we've got to get better at beans because uh, we just have not been good at beans. Yeah. You know, we, we make desserts. What we've learned is that you know, because we have culinary kids and ag kids and welding kids. The culinary kids are kind of too, too foo-foo yeah. on their food. They want to be so creative. It's Texas. You can't be ultra creative uh, when it comes to barbecue. You just have to be really good okay. at whatever it is that you're cooking. So, and it's, and it's regional. So some people in Texas like a spicy brisket. Some people like a salt and pepper brisket. So you have to find how you want your brisket and then season it according to where you're going to be judged at. Uh, so we're getting better at figuring the intangibles out, you know, and getting that because it takes a lot. And so yeah. year number four, you know, we, we won a couple of trophies. We'll get better, you know, but we're really in it to have fun uh, because we don't want this to be the hardest thing in the world for our students. Yeah. You know, we, we have other competitions that are really rigorous, those competitions are meant to be rigorous. This is really meant to be fun. Okay. So we try to keep it at that. How many students do you have, and what role does each student play? We got five people on a team, and you definitely have to have a pit master. And then from there, they just kind of trickle down to who's in charge of the brisket, who's in charge of the, the beans, the ribs, and the chicken. And then they work together on packing, creating a timeline, uh, creating packing lists, um, keeping their station clean, uh, but it's it's pretty, it, you know, it's a Scoffier yeah. uh, brigade system. Hey, you know, it's just a barbecue world. Everybody's got a job and a role. Um, and if you do your part, then we're all successful. Uh, but definitely a pit master that controls the fire. Okay. You know, but we try to teach, we teach all the kids how to light a fire. We teach all the kids how to stoke a fire. We teach them all that. But we try to just put one person on the fire and in the, in the box because if you get Five kids opening and closing yeah. the smoker, you, you never get anything cooked. Sure. So we, we try to keep it to one person. So I would tell all the teams, trying to start a team, when you get to that point, you, you just need to have one person on that pit. Um, and they can all go up to the pit, but don't have five people opening your pit. Yeah. And so. one of the things I've I've read about the Texas high school barbecue is, is it is kind of like the other sports where – um, you know, you have your inner city schools that are doing the barbecue, that, but they might not have the access to the smokers and the same kind of equipment right. um, that, that you guys have here right. uh, with, with some nicer equipment. What kind of advantages does that equipment play, and, and are you cooking on the same stuff here that you are at competitions? Well, here we actually have two borrowed pits. We, they belong to two of our teachers, okay. our agriculture teacher and our um, 
computer technician teacher. Very cool. You know, uh, we have our welding team that's building us a pit, but it's still a year away yeah. because they're they're building pits for themselves and and so, you know, uh, we cook on those pits. We, you know, we cook on pits that people loan us, uh, and and that's what I tell people. We we don't have an advantage when it comes to pit because some it's really up to if you get mentors, they're gonna have a pit, and most. People that come and help you, they're gonna prefer you cook on their pit. Okay. And so, because they can teach you their pit, because you really need to know the pit. Yeah. You know, you need to know, you know, the smokestack and how the smoke flows through it and everything. And so, we've had some good mentors come, like Jamie Gear, and he brought the Jumbo Pits. If anybody's ever heard of Jumbo Pits, I mean, they were mm -hmm. built to do barbecue in any type of weather. And so, he let us cook on those pits. Man, those are like. You know, so it just depends on who your mentor is and who you get to come in and what kind of advantage you can get with that. But normally, no advantage at all. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, what? So we've talked about kind of your school and, and what mm -hmm. you guys are doing, and uh, we've talked about clearly, you know, your love for barbecue and, and oh, seeing yeah. it as a sport. What do you see the future of these events being like? Uh, you guys are still one of the few programs in Texas that's doing it. Do you see it taking off from here? I do see it growing. Uh, I, there's been some changes in the association, to be honest. You know, and um, and there's change every time. You know, something starts growing, and you know, um, you know, you don't really know why those things happen. But we're gonna do it as long as it's here because it's fun. Yeah. And it's a team sport, and it gives kids that don't do anything else an opportunity to do something. So I see it growing. Uh, the leadership that is out there now uh, and the leadership before, you know, who started it, they were good people and they care about the kids and they want to see it grow. Um, actually, you know, our, our principal's on that board now and, you know, from what I hear, it's going to continue to grow and hopefully it'll grow to other states. And others, once people saw this, other states have been interested in getting barbecue started. So whether... It grows here or grows somewhere else. And that's why I tell everybody, you know, even with the change, stick with it because it's going to grow somewhere. Yeah. And you want to be a part of that when it when it blows up. Um, there were, I think, 65 teams at state last year. And that was a lot yeah. for a high school barbecue. Mm -hmm. You know, and a lot of those teams come from the agriculture world. And if you look into it, they've been doing barbecue at their events for a while. Yeah. So it's not totally new. Uh, it's new for us to make an association like this. So, I mean, I see it growing. I want it to grow because, I mean, again, it is fun for the kids that do it. It's yeah. not for everyone, but for the kids that like doing it, keep it. And I'm excited about that event that you guys have coming up next year. I think that'll yeah. be a really cool showcase for, for these, oh, yeah. you know, all these students. And March 27th, 28th. And if, if, if I can say it, it's Gonna be a big deal. The, okay. The city of Mansfield's involved with us, and we got some people that are trying to put on a really good barbecue show. And I am excited about what we're doing. Okay. So cool. Yeah. Um, let's talk about you for a second, and, and okay. we'll start to wind it down here. But uh, why is this such a passion for you personally? Uh, personally, you know, um, I don't know. I, I spent a lot of years in the restaurant industry. Um, some years you could say I wasted, but you know, I'm just at a point in my life I want to give back to these kids. You know, I have my own children. They're grown. Uh, my wife, is she works with me. 
Um, and I want to see kids have an opportunity I didn't have when I was growing up. Um, in this industry, in the food service industry, all together, whether it's barbecue or working in a restaurant or you know being a front of the house manager, back of the house manager, I just want to see them get that opportunity because I think it's a wonderful career. Uh, it involves a lot of different skill sets, people skills, you know, cooking skills. You know, it, it makes you. I think it makes a more well-rounded individual. Yeah. And so I'm passionate about seeing our kids succeed, and giving them opportunity because this this industry saved my life, uh, and it gave me an opportunity. You know, so I met my wife doing this. Yeah. You know, uh, I was working at a restaurant when I met my wife. So I wouldn't have the marriage I have today if I wasn't in that restaurant. So I tell kids all the time, man, this this thing, this food service industry, period, is a difference maker for you. Yeah. Um, it, it's a very good career. So we're just passionate about that. It's like it's my ministry. You know, I, outside of here, I do ministry, and this is my ministry to give back and to be a part of and help kids. Otherwise, they wouldn't have an opportunity. Yeah, and and just to you know, kind of give you a compliment here for a second. You know, I, I sat here, shadowed your class for about thirty minutes today, and you could tell the passion that you have for these kids. And yeah. you even you know, you pulled one kid aside at the end of class, and we're just talking about you know, helping them try to get more sleep or trying to get more scholarships. Oh yeah, or man. Whatever. I mean, yeah. it's it's clear that you have a love for these kids, and and you're really in the right field. Um, I think, uh, to Thank be doing you. it. Thank yeah. you very much. Um, so, you know, you've talked about the ministry. Uh, you are finishing up your degree at, at Liberty University. Congratulations in Thank advance. Thank you, sir. <laughs> um, so what, what's the future hold for you? Um, just to keep uh, building this program here at Ben Barber. Yeah. Uh, so one day when I retire, it'll be in better. It'll, it'll, it was really, really good when I got here. Yeah. And I've always been taught, you know, when you get something, leave it better than when you found it. Mm-hmm. And so we're just trying to build a legacy here of having a really good program that cares about our students. Uh, so the future is just continue to grow personally and grow in a way that I can help our kids grow. And, you know, the more kids we can get into school or in the profession, the better, because it's going to be more attractive for our program. Um, and make it one of the best programs in the nation, not just yeah. the state, but we want to be one of the best in the nation. We want people to go, hey, man, have you heard of Ben Barber Innovation Academy? You know, and um, about their kids. So when they look out, they know that if one of our kids coming to their school or coming to their place of employment, that they're getting a great person that is ready to go to work or go to school. Yeah. So, and, uh, you know, you mentioned culinary saved your life, um, yeah. you know, and, and that's probably a whole nother podcast on its oh, own. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, but uh, you know, what is it that you say to your students and, and when you encourage them to get into the industry? What is the the driving factor for it? This the happiness factor. The the doing something for someone else. It's a service industry. And I think we've all called at some point in time to be a servant. Um, and that's part of who we, we should be doing things for other people. And one of the greatest joys I have is being in the industry where I can put a smile on someone's face. And I think my kids get it that when they're cooking or they're making barbecue or they're cooking a, a, fly, a, a, a omelet or whatever it is, when someone eats it and they see that smile, it's like the light bulb goes off. Yeah. Like, That's why we were doing that. And it's our way of serving people, you know, and, and it's it's the total thing from opening the front door to seating them at a table to bringing them a great plate of food to going to check on them at the table 
And you, you, you get that feeling that, man, I really made a difference in that person's life through a plate of food, through bringing them clean utensils. Yeah. You know, so you try to get them to see that. And that, that's what I tell them. Hey, at the end of the day, some people may complain, but think about all the people that were happy. And we tell them the truth. Hey, you're only as good as your last plate. Mm-hmm. So every day you got to show up and try to be better than you were the day before. You know, and you're not competing against people. You're competing against yourself. So when we coach around here, we, you know, hey, you know, you don't compete against other teams. You really compete against yourself yeah. and get better. And whether you win or lose, as long as you're getting better, you're winning. So I just see these guys doing great in this industry growing. Man, this is this is a great industry. It people, is a great people industry. People are missing it, yeah. I think, on the food service industry of how much it really offers people, mm-hmm. you know, for their life. Because – you you do get to, you get to spend a lot of time in the front of the house, man. You get that's building people skills. Yeah, you know you got to be able to work as a team. So, you know, don't pass on this industry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's a perfect spot to end it because that was motivational for me, even and I'm not a <laughs> chef or anything. But uh, yeah, that was that was great. Um, so uh, I just want to say once more, uh, there'll be a competition coming up uh, March. What do you say? Twenty seventh to twenty eighth. Twenty seventh, twenty eighth. Yep. Uh, so we'll be looking for that. Mansfield uh, Performing Arts Center. We'll we'll be out to cover it. Um, we're gonna have you back on talk about some pro start stuff. Okay. Uh, cool. But for now, David, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, this was a blast. James, thank you, man. I appreciate you coming over to our school, man. I'm. Um, Come back and eat. I will. The yeah. bistro is open next week. Okay. So uh, bring the crew, man, and we'll buy you guys lunch, and you'll be blown away by the food they make over there, Yeah. which is some barbecue, too. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back for sure. All right. That episode was brought to you by the Culinary School of Fort Worth. Located on Camp Bowie Boulevard, the Culinary School of Fort Worth is helping future chefs pursue their dreams every single day. You can reach out for more information or to schedule a tour on their website at csftw.edu. The link is also in the bio for this show. Or you can reach them by phone at 817-737-8427. That's 817-737-8427.